Welcome to The Grinder. I am your host, James Chapman, joined by the infamous, the notorious, the lovable, the beautiful Addison Corbin. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Greetings. Uh, question for you. Um, I heard the saying yesterday, maybe it was day four, who really cares? But I heard the saying, save your money for a rainy day. Yeah. And it got me thinking, uh, what does that mean? Ooh. Uh, so first thoughts, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Um, my first thought is exactly the rainy day. The day yeah, that why it, do you need to save money for a rainy day? Like sayings come from somewhere, right? Right. They usually have an origin or something, right? So where did... Where did that come from? Like, I guess my point is, so here's, let's break it down. So when I first started, I was like, oh, I've always heard that. So like when it's raining, you save your money and then because you're bored and it's raining outside. Or is it, did rain used to like destroy stuff? So you had to set some money back so you'd be prepared. Like you couldn't go hunt, hunt and get crops when it was raining and storming. So you saved your money so you could buy it. Like what, why the rainy day? So- do you want the actual uh, origin? Sure. I mean, if you're going to educate me here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to educate you off Google. I don't know how, um, you know, no one ever really knows. If it's on the internet, it must be true, correct? Yeah. Um, so, from what I can see here, It's saying that it came from an Italian comedy, uh, an Italian comedy. Save your money for a rainy day. Comes from an Italian comedy from the written in the 1561. Okay. So was rainy days bad in 1561, I guess. Is okay, so let's go back to 1561. Ballpark here. Um, 1561. Medieval times? I mean, I don't know when the medieval times were, bro, to be honest with you. I mean, if it's, it's a, I don't know. But let's break it down. When were the medieval times? Let's do this live. All right, when was medieval times? Let's see. Uh, 1066 to 1485. So maybe okay, that so was going into the Renaissance time. Yeah, okay. So that, um, uh, 14th through 17th century. Okay. I guess um, in, I would imagine like Italy would have been a prime location for the Renaissance time, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I would right. so. So let's let's break it down, James. We're in you and I mm -hmm. are in the Renaissance period of time, and we're wearing some nice gab, right? Um, pop a little feather in that some bitch. Yeah, we're we're we've added a little zest to the outfit. Okay, mm -hmm. 
um, we are, let's just say, I don't even know if they, I, from what I understand, there was poor and there was rich. I don't know if there was too much of a middle class back then. Maybe the pea sellers. Mm. You know, you're at a cart selling peas or maybe a shoemaker, I would assume would have some sort of a decent amount of cash. A cobbler? The old cobbler. So I, I'm going off of this. So let's, let's just say we're, we're somewhat middle class, right? We're, we're higher poor class at this point in time. Um, just above a peasant. Just above a peasant, right? If yeah. you ask me, a rainy day back then, I couldn't sell my goods, right? Because yeah. I didn't have a shop, I don't think. Not too many buildings around other than castles, right? <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have trouble selling my goods. Let's just say I'm, I'm a farmer. Um, or if I am a cobbler, I've probably got holes in my top of my building because I don't see too much of a nice shingle going on back down. Because you're a cobbler, not a thatcher, right? Sure. And so I've got holes in my building. I got rain coming down. Um, I'm running out of pots and pans because there weren't too many, right? Maybe a wooden bucket or two. Mm -hmm. So uh, the way that I'm seeing it, if you're saving your money for a rainy day, maybe, maybe you got to go buy groceries on the rainy day. Yeah. And you're not a grocer. Or you're making no money that day because you can't work the fields. You can't mm -hmm. work all the other stuff. So you better save that money because that's the day you're not going to get paid. That's it. Maybe that's it. Dude, I think we just brainstormed it and, and did the old spider web brainstorm. And I think that we, I think we figured this one out. So if you're asking us, the, the, the hostess of the Grinder podcast, the one that is the one and only Grinder podcast, um, save your money for a rainy day came from medieval, nope, uh, renaissance period of time when they needed to save their money for a rainy day. James, going mm -hmm. forward here, we're back in normal times. Rainy days don't really affect us that bad. They do not. Physical. Unless you're in construction, I guess. Well, so you I see probably should save your money for a rainy day if you're in construction, right? Well, maybe. Maybe. I've seen some of them jokers out there on the side of the highway raining when it's raining. Yeah, but you're not going to lay concrete in the middle of the rain. That would be tough. I guess you don't lay concrete, you pour concrete. Yeah. But um, yeah, so how does that apply to most, most white collar professions, right? Yeah. Um, so your rainy day is that economy. Oof. So now we're, now we're going, now we're going from actual physical rainy days to a little bit of hypothetical. Yeah. Nope, not hypothetical. What's the word I'm looking for, bro? Metaphorical. Metaphorical rainy days. I don't know if that's a real word, but we're going to go with it. No, dude, that's definitely a real word. I've heard that before. Mm. Um, Metaphorical. Uh, so, yeah. So let's talk about that. What's your thoughts on saving money then for these, the so-called rainy days? Yeah, man. Um, so I kind of go off the, the, the process of this, right? I save for retirement. I put a, I put a decent amount back for long-term retirement, right? Or the day that shit hits the fan and I absolutely am just like, I gotta, I gotta dip into this bad boy. We're, we're in trouble, right? Um, but as far as saving, I don't, I, don't really, I don't really save money like that other than the, the retirement fund. Um, I just make enough money and, 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 and 
I don't want to sound weird here. Um, I make enough money to where I've got a certain amount of money that I like to see in my accounts, right? Running the profit first um, aspect of things. And I never let my money go below a certain piece. Right. And if it does, right? Then I know that I've got, a, I, I've got something going on. But majority of the time, I've gotten to the point now where I can keep my accounts at a certain level. And that's a very comfort, uh, comforting um, aspect. Mm-hmm. But as far as the regular, like, hey, I'm putting this over here to a different bank account and I'm not going to touch it. I more so do that for um, profit and then taxes. But yeah, uh, makes sense to me. So, and the, the that's fine to do that way as long as you're not over leveraging yourself, right? Like yep. you can say, hey, I got this going here, but other than that, your actual obligations allow you to make less than that, or you could have a bad couple of months and you would be fine. You're just saying, Hey, the extra has got where it goes. And, and then I just don't over leverage myself. So I don't have people expecting payments from me on a monthly bill and I, I won't have the cash to cover it. Okay. So with that being said, the minimum is at least eight months of eight months of absolute, I make zero money. I've got eight months of funds in a, in an account. Nice. Okay, cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. And that that's that's the threshold. Anything under eight months, I'm like, okay, mm. we've got to we've got to fix this. Yeah. Carly, yeah. on the other hand, is a lot different than I am. That girl saves money like there's no tomorrow. Good. Yeah. That's good. She so got two savers. I like that. Yes, I'm more of a spender. You a little bit of a spender. I'm a player spender. Yeah. I spend to play. Yeah, you spend to play. I hear you. So my goal is I do try to stay broke. Mm-hmm. Um, I save. I, I have my rainy day fund. Yeah. I don't know. I've always thought of saving money for a rainy day. It's like my take always been on that saying is save it for to have fun with, right? Um, I, I don't like saving for fun. Fun's not. That's gross. Yeah, it seems a little strange to me. Like, hey, I'm going to save up money for this. This, okay. Uh, but I can also, I can also see where that's a benefit. Like, hey, I've got a large trip coming up. I'm going to go ahead and save up for this large trip. Mm. But also, like, if it's if it's things, man, I just make sure that I could buy it twice. If I can't buy it twice, I don't really want it. That's cool. I like that principle. That's a good one. Yeah, it's really cool. That's just kind of. But- a- so I have it set where I have so much money going to my savings just for emergency funds, right? Um, cushions, that kind of stuff. I have my retirement accounts as well. Uh, but I don't even view my, I don't even think about my retirement accounts as right. far as like that's me, you know, saving money. I just, that money goes, I never even see it. It's just put over there every once in a while. I just check, see how they're doing. Um, but as far as the like, savings like a true savings account saving cash right it's enough to cover several months worth of expenses and then i also put some aside so like when vacation time comes up christmas comes up any trips and and i will tell you man it's interesting so we're starting to take a lot more trips it all comes off of that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i don't go oh let me charge this to go on a trip i'll pay it off like that shit doesn't happen i'm not charging christmas I ain't, I'm not charging a fun, fun stuff. I'm just not going to do it. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, it just comes out of, out of the savings for that. Same thing for the company. Like it's got its retained earnings or if shit goes sideways or something breaks or we got to make an investment somewhere. But other than that, personally, I try to stay broke. I put that money to the side. That savings account is like not there. Like I said, other than trips and Christmas and then just the money just sitting there, it sits. But I don't go crazy with that. I have enough sitting there. I got a balance I want to see in amount but I don't want to exceed that really. Like I want to stay right around, hover around that number. Yeah. And the reason being is because cash is just worth, worth less and less. So what I then do instead of save more, I'll say, okay, um, I got this car note or I have, you know, my house payment. I stack up on it. I stack up on it and pay a lot more than it's due. Like I'm, you know what I mean? So I can just hammer it. Cause I'm going, not only is my cash, cause if I just go put that in my savings, not only is my cash worth less day by day, I'm paying an interest rate over here. So I can double up. I can go ahead and pay off some early and cut interest rate and get rid of that cash. It's not, not helping me in any way. Yeah. You know? So I do like, uh, I do like the different ways of doing it. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's, that's the biggest thing because you've got to find something that fits for you because for me, the profit first, once I learned it and I was able to actually flow with it mm-hmm. and was making enough to actually, you know, w- once you can get to the point where you're putting 50% of your check back, you're in a good spot, right? That's but, a great spot. But the, the, the alternative to that, where I was prior, you know, let's just say seven, eight years ago, I was, I was getting the commission check. I was taking it, right. I was putting a little bit back and then I would realize that I was spending that commission check, right. I was just young and then mm-hmm. be like, Oh, well, I got a savings account. I'll just pull a little bit out of that and I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, you, you start chasing money versus the way that I, the way that I see it, it, it you get in this mindset of like, you're, you're chasing money's like a shadow. And if you're chasing your shadow, you're never going to catch it. But as long as you're walking forward, the, the, the shadow is going to stay behind you. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I keep it. I, I, don't, I, I stepped away from chasing the dollars and started focusing on what I needed to do. And as soon as that happened, the money started coming in. And then now I just needed to organize it to where I can understand it and not have to like, oh, you know, I got to put this on a credit card or something. Mm-hmm. anything that goes on the credit card can be paid off. Right. So that yeah. the mentality of like, I'm never in debt because I can pay it off. As long as that's there, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like your industry is a great example, man. It's been, it's been making hay while the sun's shining for your industry. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Like this is a perfect time. And I get it. The urge like, Oh man, I finally put in the effort. Things are, are banging right now. Yeah. I'm going to splurge. Okay. Get yourself something you finally earned, right? But you should be stacking back loads of cash because this shit's not going to last forever, man. It's not going to last forever. And you know what? The guys and gals that are smart to that, they don't mind that it's not going to last forever because you know what's going to happen? When it hits and it gets tough, immediately it's going to cut all the crap on the top. They'll all be gone. There'll be less clutter. And the folks that have been prepared for it, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, shit they're gonna buy shit at a discount that's it and and so that was that was a lot of like when 
when I bought the, when I, when I bought our house, my biggest thing is exactly what you were talking about just a minute ago was, you know, I'm paying extra on that mug, right? I've got, I've got the payments down uh, or not. Yeah. I've got the payments down. We cut out the PMI already. Like it's, we're at a really good spot to where, you know, now that I'm paying each month, I'm paying just a, that a little bit extra just to cover the, cover the top. And mm-hmm. then that way at the end of the, you know, at the end of the year, we've cut out a majority of what we owe plus the amount of equity that we've built up dude. when, when, when things change or shift a little bit. And, and if, if it ever does come back to that point where we can, we can monopolize on, on, you know, some property, dude, that equity in that house is solid. It, it'll be nice. a perfect spot to where we can say, okay, well, if we pull out a hundred grand, we're still going to be well under, you know, where we need to be. Yeah. And then, so at that point in time, take that hundred grand, buy you a piece of property, you know, multiply out. But that's, that's my mentality. Like if real estate is my bank in multiple different aspects, right? Not just because I work in it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's great. I should be doing more in it as well, but like as Americans, man, we are on this spending spree. Uh, and I'm not dim and gloom here. So don't take me as that. Like people are like, oh my God, it's already a recession. I, I don't feel that. I'm not an economist. Uh, but like, you know, it's setting something back to be prepared. If you're doing it paycheck to paycheck right now um, and, and there's been growth in your income, you better evaluate heavy on that. I mean, heavy, heavy. If you've had, if your income has stayed stagnant and it's made it tighter, I get that because inflation's up, things are just costing more all mm-hmm. around the place. But if your income has grown with this economy and you're still, and you just keep getting tighter and tighter and leveraging yourself, man, you better wake up. You better wake up quick and get a fucking plan together. That's it. Like, you know, and you're doing minimum fucking payments on everything and everything's stretched out. You're, you're, you're being reckless. It, you know, I'm all about stretching for an investment when there's a return, something that can pull a profit, go gangbusters. But, you know, if you're just buying stupid shit, and, like you better wake up to it, man. You're going to, you're going to be in the percentage. Yeah. You're gonna and be in the percentage you're talking about. It's, it's important to be minimalistic in, 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 a, in a certain aspect of things, right? Um, realizing that you don't always need the, the new gadget, the new gear, the new this, the new that. Like, yes, spend your money when you want to spend your money, but be smart in the sense of like, okay, I'm spending, like I'm spending $6,000 this month, right? Or whatever, like be cognizant of where you're at and watch what you're spending. Um, and so that you can understand what, how much is coming in that month, what's going out and then just be cognizant. Like I, some people, some people do a really hard budget. That's not for me. Right. I don't, I don't like that feeling of like whatever, but it's very important to understand what's coming in and what's coming out. If you're making more that's coming in, if there's more coming in, that's going out, you're on a good cycle. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And then now you just need to be very smart with how, how you're putting that money back, which again, goes back to the conversation that we had with profit first. You can run that in your personal life and your business. Yeah. That's a, that's a cool tool, man. It, it, it was eye opening to me for the business side. I wasn't as dialed in as I thought when I started profit first, it stressed me out because I had to make, I had to take all these extra percentages out. And I was like, fuck man, like I feel tight. Mm -hmm. it, it opened my eyes, man. We got, we got sharp on stuff. I like hard budgets though. Love them. I realized that I was so hard on budgets that I would do some stupid stuff. So like one of the things I did is I gave myself a play money account. I've talked about this before, mm -hmm. but I gave myself a play money account every pay period. I'd throw me a few bones, you know, to have fun out of, but like, you gotta be strict in some way. I don't care how much money you make, you've got to have some parameters around it. And if you go, well, none of that applies to me because I'm broke. I can't even hardly make it month to month. Dude, if you won't save now, you'll never save when you have money. Like, because somebody has money doesn't mean they have good spending habits. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've watched stories of where like multi, multi, multi-millionaires have went fucking broke. Which, which blows my mind blows my mind i don't know how true it is but you know like johnny depp man when he was before all this trial stuff and everything he was um when he was just crushing it with pirates of the caribbean so i think they said at one point he was worth like over 300 million dollars and he was doing stupid shit like i think he bought some town he bought a fucking town in france somewhere some shit like that and then there was a question. Somebody said, hey, there's rumors that you spend, or there's allegations you spend $30,000 a month on wine. And his reply back, that's ridiculous. I spend way more than $30,000 a month on wine. <laughs> like, what? Like, you know what I mean? So if somebody, and I think there was a minute there, he got tapped, man. He had to, he had to clean all his shit up. So if somebody's got $300 million plus dollars and they can get tapped, don't think you can either. That's it, man. That's it. And you know? it's, it's important. Like I live my life in the sense of the understanding. And it took me a minute to get to where I understand the philosophy of money. And it took me a minute to get to the point to where, you know, I was asking you, I was asking Morgan, I was asking everybody around me, like, what do you guys do for, you know, for budgeting or how do, how do you, how do you save money? Right. Yeah. And one thing that Morgan said to me that always stuck, like that was the most simplest and you can always guarantee that Morgan's going to give you a very simple answer majority of the time. Mm. Um, and he just said, make more than you spend. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense to me. I can do that. I, that is one thing I can do. Tim, the same way. Don't worry about saving. Just make more. Yeah. You're telling me that's all I got to do? Make more and, you know, everything else is just gravy under the bridge. Mm -hmm. Gravy under the bridge? Yeah, it's gravy Where under the bridge. you walking across? That sounds delicious. It does, doesn't it? It's called, it's called the uh, biscuit br brisket bridge in brisket town. Yeah, brisket. Well, you're right. There is way too much focus a lot of times on bottom line 
when there should be a lot more focus on top line. Mm -hmm. You cannot save your way to prosperity. Negative. You know, it's just like you can't stand in a bucket and pick yourself up by the handle. It ain't going to work that way. Yeah. You know, you got to, you got to go, you got to go make more. For sure. And there's, there's several ways to do it. I mean, and have fun with it. Mm -hmm. So like I started playing with stocks just to have fun with a few bucks here or there and made some money. It ain't up so much right now, but you know, like I've done that. I've sold shit on the side on eBay just to have some fun, just junk I had sitting around because I was tired of looking at it instead of throwing away because it was worth something. I sold it. Yeah. That's always a uh, pause here real quick. I just want to tie into that. Is that not the best feeling of like you have something and you sell it and it's just, it's like, the item you sell the item just whether it's on facebook whether it's on whatever it's, i don't know whatever and you're like man I, I know i can sell this for like 200 bucks and then you sell that mug for like 250 just because you were testing the market out or whatever it might have been and you yeah. make 250 bucks that guy comes picks up the picks up the stuff gives you 200 300 bucks and you're like man i just made 300 bucks and i all i had to do was just post this thing online yeah i don't know that to me dude i that that'll get my rocks off Dude, when I was doing it, I kind of, I got into it was having some fun. And like I said, I wasn't even making any kind of real money. I wasn't trying to, like, I was just getting rid of some stuff. And dude, I sat there and factored in my envelope cost and everything and stuff. Like it was fun. I had some fun. I wake up and that damn eBay cash sound would ding. I'm like, yes, I just bought something. <laughs> I started even getting clever. Like when I were, as soon as they would buy man, I would get everything packaged up and I would like take a picture of a thumbs up. I'd get a thumbs up. And take a picture of it like in front of their package like hey package ready to go coming out to you tomorrow like just <laughs> like that dude i loved it i might it's, i'd have stuff i'd sell for like 10 bucks yeah i was just getting rid of all kinds of junk like old mag light flashlights and just yep. crap some old just junk pocket knives and stuff. just stuff that was just cluttering around the house and it was it was it was fun like yeah. why not make a few bucks off that stuff you know what i mean instead of just throwing it in the trash if you want to right like yeah but get clever about how you add money. That was, that was something that we started doing, you know, inside, inside the Corbin team. Um, just kind of came up with this idea. You, you've heard of OnlyFans, right? Yeah. Okay. So we started, we started, we put only real estate on a t-shirt, right? And we started, sell, we were selling those for $30 a pop. We started that a few weeks ago. Dude, first day we sold three t-shirts right and i'm not going to go into the, like the specifics here but it was it was the coolest feeling of saying like hey i'm going to put this shirt on i'm going to make a little promotional video post it and just see what happens right if we sell one we bought like 10 shirts if we sell one cool if we don't sell any at all we just we have 10 t-shirts so we can give away yeah dude we sold three shirts in the first hour and it was like it was, it was the coolest feeling because it came up on, on, on our email, you know, ordered blank, blank and shirt that I send here, printed out the UPS, put it on the box and we shipped them out. It was, it was just, it was cool, man. So we, we started selling t-shirts, but just not, not, it's not going to be a huge company or anything like that, but it's just going to yeah. be something that, that we can do as far as like a competition. How many shirts can we sell this, this, this month? And then, you know, just kind of turned it in that way. But a couple of years ago during the summer, Danny was home most days. So somebody asked her about a swim lesson 
and they paid her some money to do some swim lessons at the house. And um, she's like, you know, I'm going to put this out there and then I'll just give you the money. I was like, well, okay. I was like, well, I'm just going to put an envelope and we'll save it for like vacation or something. So she put it out there, dude. Three months over the summer, we had a, we had a fucking stack of cash, a stack. And I was like, damn, like it cost her a little time, but there was no overhead or anything, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like right now with Dylan, Dylan's been telling me, I want to eliminate Stan. I want to eliminate Stan. I want to eliminate Stan. I'm like, kid, you're really, I'm going to wash cars out in front of the house. And I'm kind of like, well, I mean, where we live in our neighborhood, we might have like two cars come by a day. Like in your nine, you're not going to do a decent job washing a car, but I like them. So finally, down here in Covington, they're doing the farmer's market two Saturdays a month. So I told her, I was like, look, I'll make some bull peanuts because I love making bull peanuts. You make some lemonade and we'll go to this thing. It's $10 to enter, all this stuff. First one, this was a two-hour event. First one, she made $128 in two hours. Nice. Right? Selling lemonade and peanuts. The second one was three hours and she made 132. <laughs> so like, I remember we go home, like, cause I was, when I was doing the money piece for while she was like serving lemonades and getting peanuts and all that stuff. So I just kept just shoving the money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So we get home after the first one, we sit down at the table. She's like, let's count the money. Let's count the money. I mean, dude, I mean, like I pull out this wad of like $1 bills and some $5 bills and I just don't on the table and like she lays it all out, organizes it, counts it up. She's like, it's $128. Like her mind is just freaking blown. You know, I'm like, hey, you did that. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I helped you. So <laughs> that money, what do you think I earned out of that? Dude, split it right in half with me. So I took it, I set it to the side. So when we do it again, I buy the supplies with that cash. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like yep. I'm not, yep. 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 I'm not going to keep it. Whatever's left over, I'm going to give back to her. But I didn't tell her that, you know? So like, but man, she's, dude, we got out there now. Like second time, freaking throws a toothpick in her mouth out there slinging lemonades. And <laughs> like, like this little closer, dude, it was awesome. It was a blast. But it's like, okay, she wants to learn stuff. She wants to earn, you know? And then she's like, Okay, now I got this amount of money. All right, what are you going to do with that money? Well, I'm going to put, you know, 40 of it back and I'm going to keep the other piece because I want to go to Target and buy some craft stuff, right? Whatever. So like, you know, it's teaching her these principles of how to balance it out, how to save some, how to earn. You know, the the, the tough part is, is just thinking of how to earn. It goes yeah. back to that top line. Yeah, and so uh, funny you bring that up is like, how do you start earning or what do you start doing? um one dude that's 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 gonna be some awesome memories for you and like her and like that's 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 awesome yeah we're having fun um, with it dude yeah that's 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 something you can't you, you can't beat that yeah because I, I remember being a kid and selling um the sweet tea uh to to kids in school and then i got to the point where it was summertime and i wasn't making any money obviously because we weren't in school i was selling the little the little shot glasses like you would get in like mouthwash mm-hmm. in school for a dollar a piece. And I was bringing a gallon of my mom's lemonade. Um, and so anyways, uh, fast forward, I wouldn't make any money, but I remember being able to go to my mom's, uh, my mom and dad's office, Corbin gas back at the time. And I was, I had a little stand outside a little table. And I remember selling it. My mom would come and check on it. Dude. I remember those days. Like it was yesterday. And that's, awesome. so that, that's a, that's a cool little memory that, that you guys will be able to build. But, um, 
There was something I was going to tie into that. I don't remember. But that's 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 super cool, man. That's that, that's that's top notch. I, I can see where the the side hustle, man, where you can get that urge to really turn that baby up and, mm-hmm. and start turn, making some money off of it. And that's that's um, like the guy that we talked to, Kevin Coonley. Oh, yeah. Like he buys storage units or he buys stuff off, off Facebook, picks mm-hmm. it up for free and sells it for, you know, one hundred dollars or whatever. Like, yeah, it's that that type of stuff, man. That, that's a, that's a it's a really cool way to make money. But and, like, especially if you don't have to put additional pressure on it, like mm-hmm. respect to him. He literally, when he got on the podcast, I think he had just finished loading up stuff from a unit. Yeah. And his truck. Right. Yeah. So like he was loading stuff, stopped, did the podcast with us while he was in his vehicle and then finished up. Yeah. So I love the hustle, but like also having fun. So perfect example, my dad has retired. My dad is now, he's doing some of that uh, rental unit stuff. Just because he enjoys it. Like he has fun with it. He's making some money, but he, and when we talk, he's talking about like, Hey, yeah, I bought this, sold it for this, but he's not like going my margins, this kind of margin stuff. It's like, it's something that he's just enjoying to do yeah. and he's making money while he's at it. And he just has fun. It's all on his time. You know, he doesn't report anywhere. He doesn't go anywhere. He's and having a good time with it. So the that- money piece is fun. I'm doing a lemonade stand because it's fun for me doing it's like, Oh, it's an opportunity for me to earn some money, but you know, we're not putting so much pressure. I'm not putting so much pressure on her. It's just like, what's the money you're making? It's just a good lesson to learn, you know, like there's easy ways to do that. Especially if you got kids, you've got to instill this in them because money's going to be in everything they do. So you can make it where they worship money. You can make them realize, or they have no respect for money, or you can give them, try to give them a good balance. So you know, and teaching some, some discipline. So like with her chores, I've talked about this. If she finishes her chores for the week, she earns five bucks. If she lets me deposit that in her account, I pay her seven. She's like, why? Because it's, because you can't touch that money. So you're burning money, but you can't touch it right now. So you want me to give you $5 cash? And do she'll mix it up. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm saving up a few bucks because I want to go buy this at the store. So, you know, like, boom she gets her cash five bucks she'll put it in her account she gets seven yeah i like that yeah I like that. you know so i mean there's easy ways you can do it and just try to teach some some principles around it so yeah and that, that was something that that i definitely appreciated as a kid um was that whole concept around money and and what my parents and what my granddad you know really instilled was was that concept of you know if you if you want it you got to earn it and if you earn half of it, I'll pay the other half. Like my first truck, my first Ranger, I had saved up half the money. It was like $1,200. And I was so excited, but I was like, man, I can't find anything that that's, you know, at this point in time. And then my dad went with me to go look at a Ranger. I had saved up the money, half of it, right? He had pulled out the other half. And he said, well, you've got, you know, $2,500 to buy this car. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I learned to negotiate with, he let me do all the negotiation with the guy. And obviously, you know, the guy was, he probably already had it set in his mind that he was going to do 25 and maybe my dad even told him, you know, whatever. But it was the simple fact of like, I was like, man, I've got, I got $2,000 because I didn't tell him I had the extra five. 
And it was just that whole process of negotiation. And mm-hmm. I got to learn that just by buying, by buying my first car. And, you know, that whole concept of like, you want it, you got to earn it. And then once you earn it, you know, at that point in time, if you save it up, I'm going to match what you have. Yeah. And that was always the concept. And I, I, I can, I appreciate that on an entirely different level because I respect money. There was a time when I was younger, when I, that's all I could think about. Mm-hmm. And now I understand the, the lesson behind it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, like um, Dylan, not thinking she has an iPad. Mm-hmm. She loves her iPad, right? She talks to like her grandparents on it. She FaceTimes with me on all that stuff, right? So she, she really enjoys it like any kid with her iPad. So one day she wasn't thinking, the case was getting a little rough on it. She wasn't thinking. She went to, she just like turned and went to like toss it on the couch. It like bounced, hit the floor, cracked all up. So it was, it was older it, mm-hmm. and it was one like I had had for years and then gave it to her, right? So she was devastated. And we were like, man, these old ones don't even really work anymore. You know, let's just buy a new one. Well, I think a new one was 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was going to do that. I mean, she didn't mean to as an accident, but, you know, Danny and I sat there and talked. We agreed. We were like, well, she's got to throw in. I mean, she broke it. It's her fault. Yeah. So she's got to earn that, you know? So we told her, we were like, hey, we're going to buy you a brand new iPad. It's 500 bucks. If you want this, you do not have to agree to it. But if you want this, you got to pay a hundred bucks towards it. Dude, flat out. She sat there and like had to contemplate. She sat there and thought about it. She's like, okay. We made her go get the cash, count out the cash, dude. You could see, you know, you've been in that spot where you had to pay something. You knew you had to do it or you wanted it bad enough. You're sitting there laying that money out. And you're just like, fuck, man. You think about how hard you <laughs> for it. And she knew that, dude. She laid that money down. I was like, oh. And it was a good, it was a good decision for her though, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But let me tell you, man, that new one gets a whole lot more care than that old one did that That's she had just had forever and didn't really think about it when she tossed it over on a couch or tossed it on the bed or whatever. It fell off of something. I think it's a lot more care. hundred bucks, man. That was a lot of money to her. Mm-hmm. A lot of money. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It teaches that respect piece of it. You know, mom and dad just aren't going to just dole out whatever you need. That's it. That's it. So, and you, you learn the respect for money. You learn the respect for the thing that you purchased. It's a mm-hmm. lot, it's a lot easier to uh, have a little bit more respect and discipline with something that you, you put your own little skin in the game for. Yeah. You know what though? So here's the last piece I'm going to say that I'm done. I can sit here and talk about all the principles I put in for my kid. And then you may be sitting, listening to this, shaking your head or thinking about principles that you should, or you have put in for your child or someone you care about, whatever. Right. Or if there was somebody younger who came up and asked you for advice, you'll snap that shit off. All the answers. What are you doing for yourself? And if you can't apply it to yourself as easy as you can apply it to a kid or someone younger, you would give some advice to, or a friend that asked you, then maybe you ought to process that shit. Something just to tie into that. And we'll, we'll close this baby up. Uh, something that I, I started yesterday was thinking about all the life lessons that I've learned just over the 28 years, 29 years that I've been alive, right? And a lot of them, it, it came back to me thinking about my granddad and just kind of getting in like a centered spot and like really feeling good and like that warmth in my, just my inner, you know, just connecting with the, with, with, with things and I got to the point, I was like, man, I just need to put down all the life lessons that I've learned from him, 
from other people and just build out just an entire life lesson, almost book, right? Just in my notes. And then I can go back to and kind of reminisce. Yeah. And so I've started that. And um, with that being said, I also started, I, I sent it out to, you know, some of the family members. I think I even sent it out to you. And it's one of those things that I'm going to build out. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. I don't know what it means. I don't know where it's going to go, but it's something I'm going to work on and give me, give myself something that I can put into words. And maybe it passes down to kids. Uh, when I have yeah. kids, maybe it passes down just in the family. I don't know. Um, or maybe even I make a book out of it, right? Whatever. Yeah. But I just wanted, I, that's allowed me to kind of reconnect with some of the lessons in my life. And I'm going to be able to pass that down to whoever or whenever, or just allow me to reconnect. Yeah. And something that, some perspective. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it just, it, it warmed my soul just as I was feeling it out, man, just coming up and just thinking back and like reconnecting and, and memories that would pop up, dude, it was so cool. And it's something that, that I've never done. I've never thought about just all the life lessons that I've been learning in life with certain people and, and certain, mm -hmm. certain places. And it allowed me just to think back on memories that I had never really thought about. It was, dude, talk about being centered. And dude, I was amped all day from it. And even today, like I'm getting a little teary out here, but just being able to be in that place of all the things that you don't really think about in life, mm -hmm. giving yourself the opportunity to actually be in that moment and, and be just centered, man. That, that is like the only you, way you I know what you're saying centered. You just look grateful right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's yeah. such a peaceful spot. It's yeah. such a peaceful spot. And like yeah. whenever that anxiety kicks up or, or nervousness or, or I'm about to do something big, I know that I can go to that spot and be like, those yeah. are the, those are the things. Yeah. So that's cool, yeah. man. That's just something yeah. I've been doing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's good stuff. Yeah. You need that, man. For you sure. Need that. You need it. And if you have it, you need to lean on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, and then the thing is to that is like, where's the opportunity for you to be that for somebody else? Somebody was that for you. Yeah. There may be, you know, it, through the years hiring different people, man, you realize people come from all kinds of walks of life. Some of them didn't have good examples. You know, some of them have been just trying to figure it out on their fucking own for a long time, you know, and, uh, being a chance to be that role model or that person that gives, that helps steady their hand when, when it's tough to be steady, you know, like it's powerful. That's it, man. Yeah. And so it's also a really good conversations like starter or just a conversational piece. And I think that's what I'm going to start doing is like, when I talk to people, you know, like at, at some certain level, like, you know, what is something that you've learned from like your grandparents or your parents that you, you're never going to forget? What is that life lesson? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, hit the gas before you turn the wheel, stuff like that, like yeah. you, that you can, that you can take and just, it could be so simple as just maybe driving a car, but it could also be, you know, detached from the entire thing. And maybe it's like, you know, maybe act before you start changing things. Yeah. Like, I I, I, there's so many things that they can go with it. And I just, I, I love it. And, and it's been, it's been a cool thing. So I'm going to start asking a lot more people about that. I like that. That's good, dude. Yeah, That's for good. sure. 
We appreciate y'all listening to us today. Uh, as always, um, if you have not, share this out. Give us a like. Um, a little rating on the on the platform would greatly appreciate that. Um, we appreciate all you do for us, listening every time, being part of this journey with us, letting us be part of your journey as you're trying to grow as a person, as a business, all those things. So we just want this to be helpful and useful and impactful to you. So thank you. Thank you. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Jocko Fuel and Origin USA. And when you get to check out, put in code GRIND10, G-R-I-N-D, one zero. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Yep. James? Grind her out. <laughs>